welcome to the Feel Good in Body, Mind and Soul show. I'm your host, Isa Welly. I'm a registered nutritional therapist and a well-being coach, and I'm here to bring you tips, tools, and conversations around nutrition, well-being, mindset to help you feel good in body, mind and soul. Hello friends and welcome back to my podcast, Isa Welly here. Today we are talking about allergy and I want to share with you some natural tips and supplements you can take if you are struggling with allergy because this is the season and so many people I can see, I can hear or sneezing, I have like runny nose, watery eyes. So I thought, why not record an episode on this? Before I start about with the natural tips, I also want to share my experience with allergies. So I used to suffer on and off really randomly with pollen and some years will be really bad and some years nothing. And I never understood what was the deal. I don't have it anymore. And I think I know why I don't have it anymore, but I couldn't understand. And then from 2000, I would say maybe 14 to 2016, 17, I had two to three years straight of insane rashes. I'm talking rash and hives all over the body. Like it was just it was awful. It was terrible. And at first my flatmate and I had it. So we were like, oh my God, <laughs> we have like a dead animal on the flat. Like there's something happening. We had the best control. We did the deep cleanse. We did all the things you can think of and nothing changed. And eventually she moved and hers calmed down and mine didn't. And mine kept going and it was just, I felt like it was worse And further down the line, I understood that mine was also worse because I was starting to struggle with candida before I knew it. And candida make rashes worse. Like candida can give you hives. And I think the process with that also is also linked to your gut lining. You know, when you have a dysbiosis, which is overgrowth of pathogenic bacteria, so bad bacteria quote-unquote that can damage and that can challenge the integrity of your gut lining and it becomes loose and food particles enter the bloodstream your immune system reacts there's a reaction of a foreign uh, essentially a foreign body in your blood and your body basically reacts and you have these hives so for me I then realized that okay the issue is deeper than that my flatmate I don't know I, it's really weird that we had that at the same time clearly we ate something and I still think there was a trigger with food because I'm pretty sure we ate something that triggered it and mine got worse with my gut health and Hers calmed down eventually and mine kept going for three years, I think, two and a half, three years. I went to see the doctors. I took a hell of a lot of antihistamine. Like every day almost I took antihistamine. It was just, it was really, really, it was not, it was not great. Nowadays when I have hives, it's when I abuse of sugar, when I'm struggling with candida is overgrowing i recently had some antibiotics because i had a really bad tooth pain and i just didn't want to take the antibiotics but honestly the infection was awful like i had no choice you know like antibiotics can literally save you and i'm actually grateful that i I had them and i took them but a few weeks after it was you know my gut is just too sensitive for it 
And so now if I eat sugar biscuits, which I've had the past week because my daughter wasn't sleeping that well. So I wake up in the morning, I'm struggling. I'm like, oh, let me have a bit of biscuit. I will have some rashes. I will have hives after two, three days. Not a lot, but a bit. And as soon as I stop sugar, finished. So I know for me that back in the days when I had it, it was also linked with my gut health, which was terrible. My diet was awful and I drank quite a lot as well back then. I worked in hospitality part-time, so I drank pretty much every day, <laughs> um, which is not great, but that's the truth and I like being transparent with you guys. So that's my story. That's my experience. And for me, I think as you know, like my gut journey has not been the, you know, it's been a long journey. It's been complex, but like I've went from my gut being like at minus hundreds to now it's like 70 out of hundred. Like I'm really happy with where things are and I know it can get better, but yeah, so that's, that's my story. And I know like healing my gut has helped me a hell of a lot with all of that. So now back to the allergy process, I just want to explain to you for if you don't know how it happens, why it happens. So basically when an external agent or yeah, an external agent, the allergen actually enters in contact with your body, it can be through your skin, it can be something you've eaten, just breathing it, your immune system can be triggered and basically what happens your body doesn't recognize that agent it doesn't tolerate it and it reacts by trying to expel it so when you're sneezing when you're having those hives when you're having those reactions it's your body basically trying to expel this external agent that came in contact with it so your immune system orders your master cells to release histamine so the histamine, think about histamine as like you're trying to get in the club and <laughs> you have like the hostess or the bouncers at the at the front and they're like, nope, you can't come in. And they're like trying to push you out. This is what happens, right? Your mast cells are releasing the histamine and the histamine is like, get out, get out. But the histamine is giving you those symptoms like the sneezing, the itching. A lot of people will experience also mucus production, sometimes shortness of breath as well. And for many people, so that's that's the process of allergy, right? Not just pollen, but any, all allergies. That's pretty much how it works. Now, many people will then go and get antihistamine because antihistamine, what they do literally is blocking the histamine receptor, right? So they prevent the mast cells to release the histamine and that's how they work. They bind onto the histamine receptor and they prevent the release of the histamine. And most people will go and get into um, antihistamine the thing with antihistamine and long-term use of antihistamine what is important to know is that it can prevent ovulation in women and I really invite you to have a little read do a little bit of research in that if it's something you're using a lot now as I told you at the beginning I'm always going to give you the facts and I'm always going to share my experience as well I took antihistamine for three years I wasn't trying to conceive during those three years right two three years or how long I took them for and I was okay when I conceived but it's important everybody's different all bodies are different that it might impact your hormones so be mindful of it if you're trying to conceive now the other issue with histamine and the real real big issue here is that like I experienced it when you're taking antihistamine what's really really happening is that you are just putting a fat plaster on 
the issue, right? You're not dealing with the root cause. Why do you have that reaction in the first place? Especially with things like seasonal allergies. I'm not going to lie to you. Most clients I've worked with in the past three, four years before I went on maternity leave, anybody that had allergies, intolerance, eczema and asthma those three at the same time most of them let's go with like 99% had a gut dysbiosis they had overgrowth of gut bacteria and when we worked on that things were so so much better it's not always the case if your only symptom is just allergies and seas and and you know sneezing and itching through the spring summer it might not be a gut dysbiosis but a lot of the time It's important to start looking at that as well. As always, having that 360 approach. Remember, your gut hosts 70% of your immune system, right? So if your immune system is overreact to something, you need to check what's happening in your gut. Always, always, 70% of your immune system is there. So it's like, okay, why? what what is driving this response? What is driving this heightened response? What's happening there? And I always think and find in my experience, that rebalancing the gut, addressing the dysbiosis, establishing a healthy gut barrier, right? Like I told you earlier, the gut lining can, you know, if the integrity is challenged and there's food coming through, particles, that will trigger the immune system. So working on that and supporting your immune system all year round with good food, vitamin D, we're going to talk about all of that in a bit, all of that could be the best approach for you to to relieve yourself from allergies and, and, and all the symptoms that come with it. So really think about that. All right, so here are the five things you can implement um, while you're working on addressing the root cause to help you with um, alleviate your symptoms. Number one is to incorporate antihistamine and low inflammatory foods while avoiding high histamine foods, right? So because obviously, as I just explained to you, the process by which your immune system is ordering the mast cells to release the histamine makes means that you're having more histamine and to add some high histamine foods to that is only going to make things worse. So avoiding high histamine foods is a must. So what are those like beer, wine, dairy, fermented foods, smoked foods, um, avocado. For some people, and this is not high histamine food, gluten. Gluten could make things worse because gluten sometimes increases the production of mucus. So I don't know for you, but if you ever stopped gluten and started again for any reason just to try or for health reasons you'll notice that you get more mucus you get blocked nose when you start again so if you're struggling with that's one of your symptoms when you experience allergies please please try and take gluten out even for just two three weeks just to see if it's making things worse and again with every food everybody's different is again trying with nutrition is you know you got to try and see what works and what doesn't this is the only way So again, beer, wine, dairy, fermented food, smoked food, avocados. Also, when you cook, so for those of you who do food prep, I love food prep and I used to live on food prep. And I remember when I used to have my hives, they were just, what they were actually worse all times. And one of the very first practitioner nutritionists I worked with, she explained to me, listen, when you cook food and leave it, put it in the fridge, 
it increases in histamine. So if you want to have a low histamine meal, you either eat it straight away, which I recommend if you're struggling with high histamine or allergies, or you freeze it and you defrost it to eat it. So that's one for you as well to be mindful of. Now, incorporate antihistamine and low inflammatory food. What are those natural antihistamine foods? Watercress, nettle, uh, so you could do nettle tea, you can add watercress in your salad, vitamin D, vitamin D, I don't know where you live, I live in London, it's pretty much nine months <laughs> out of the year that I have vitamin D because my skin do not see the sun. Uh, vitamin D, turmeric, apples, apples are great, onions as a high in quercetin, chamomile. Um, so what is quercetin? Quercetin is basically a compound that is fine in plant and it works as an anti-inflammatory but it also it inhibits the release of those pro-inflammatory substances in the immune system. So it's a great, great, great one. It's also a great supplement to use when you are struggling with histamine-related issues. I will come back to supplements in a bit. So incorporate antihistamine and low-inflammatory food in your diet while avoiding high-histamine foods. In terms of your diet and lifestyle, um, Local honey seems to be really helpful as well for some people when it comes to allergies, but not everybody experienced that. And I couldn't find some proper studies to back this up. So again, something to be mindful of to try. Number two, invest in good quality supplements. What are those good quality supplements and what are the must? Vitamin D, like I mentioned, for your immune system, but they also help stabilize. And vitamin D also helps stabilize the mast cells. And the mast cells are the cells that release the histamine. So vitamin D is a must. Black cumin seed oil. It helps reduce the symptoms, but it also works directly on the mast cells. Um, you can find that in online in any good health foods store or supplements like natural dispensary, Amrita, turmeric and honey. It's the name of a website as well. They have good quality supplements. When it comes to oil, I always suggest going for the best of the best of the best quality. I think Fushi does black seed oil as well. Um, have a look and check it out. Quercetin, quercetin, as I mentioned, is the compound that basically helps calm down and in a way the immune system when it's um, overreacting nettle um, you can have that as a supplement as well because when it comes to the tea it's a great habit to have to have the tea every day but you need quite a lot to feel the therapeutic effect of it so having the supplement will you know work better and quicker and nettle works by reducing the inflammation and just like quercetin is also going to help downregulate the immune system. So what else do we have? Probiotics. Probiotics, people are on like probiotics with allergy. It's like, okay, again, it's very personal. It might not work for everybody. But if the source of your, the root cause of your allergies is gut related, then it might help. You have to be really specific with the strains. Some of the strains that have been studied and that could support you and support your gut are Lactobacillus acidophilus, Bifidobacterium lactis, Lactobacillus rhamnosus. So these are some of the ones. Again, with probiotics, there are so many, so, so many on the market, loads of different strains. You need to know what you're doing, right? 
So make sure you research, you read a little bit, or you take notes of these. And when you go in the store or you're ordering on a website, ask the support team what you're going to use it for, right? Be really specific with them. Propolis is great as well. It helps modulate the immune system and therefore it's going to help modulate the response. So these are the supplements that I recommend. Quercetin, vitamin D, black cumin seed oil, nettle, propolis, probiotics. Number three, go natural and try herbs. So herbs are great and herbs can be so powerful, especially if you work with a herbalist and they give you the herbs as a tincture because a lot of the time the herbs just as a tea can be nice. But again, to have that therapeutic effect, you need like a lot of it. So I find tincture work best. I've worked with a herbalist before. I think it was actually during the pandemic, right at the beginning. I can't remember what it was for exactly. But I remember um, she gave me some lovely tinctures and she mixed different compounds. So I didn't have to take one thing, one nettle, one other. It was all mixed together. It was really nice. I just had to take that one drop and I was done. So I really recommend trying herbs. Herbs are so powerful and some people respond really, really well to herbs. Not everybody. Some people might say, oh, it didn't work that well for me, but some people can really, really benefit with working with a herbalist. I recommend, uh, if you're London-based, there's a clinic in Canonbury, Canonbury Health Clinic. There's a naturopath there. Her name is Catherine Devereaux. She also taught at my college where I studied. They have other herbalists and naturopaths, but she's a herbalist and a naturopath. So it's great to have both someone who has the naturopathy, nutrition and herbs. That's like you're winning. So what are those lovely herbs? Nettle, as we mentioned before, plantain leaves as well are great. So you could have someone who do a mix and maybe add some antioxidant some low low inflammatory compounds in there for you as well to make it a lovely mix that will support your immune system and your overall um, health number four daily habits so with allergy season there are things also you can do with you know your everyday in your lifestyle to make sure you are reducing your exposure to the allergens so if you start where first of all if you are to start your day with a nettle and plantain leaf tea and then if you work out usually if you try to work out first thing first indoors rather than outdoors then when you leave your house maybe open the windows as well to leave a little bit of fresher in but not too much because you don't want the allergens to come into your bedroom wash your nose with um, saline water as a nasal spray just use it throughout the day after a long day of work when you come back take your clothes off leave them out in the bathroom or especially if you've been outdoors all day and don't bring them into your bed or into your living room into the living space basically right if they are if your clothes are covered in pollen or or anything else number five is for you to next year next season if you haven't done that this year yet to anticipate and work on your gut health through the winter through the year even start now it's never too late and really basically be a detective and try to understand what's happening in your body if you have other symptoms that are gut related or skin related like as I mentioned earlier like eczema perhaps or you also have asthma maybe start working with a practitioner and 
understand if this is gut related, what you could do to reduce your allergy symptoms or get rid of it altogether. And um, before you say, no, that's not possible. It is possible. I promise you it is possible. I had heist for three years. I had on and off pollen allergies for years and years, on and off, one year, yes, one year. And once I really took my health into my hands and start eating better, and again, as I told you, I'm not perfect. I'm having a bit of hives on and off at the moment. And I told you why. But when you take your own health into your hands and go to the root cause, know where things are coming from, things get so much better. It's, you know, it's not an overnight thing. You're not going to eat better for two days and all of a sudden you feel better. But it's a commitment. And always, as I said, your health is the core of your life. <laughs> your life relies on your health. So invest in it. Invest time and any resources you have. Invest in your health always, always, always. Work with a practitioner whenever you can, whether it's a herbalist, a naturopath, a nutritionist. Acupuncture can be great, but acupuncture, if it's gut-related, is not. if it's a dysbiosis, is not going to heal your gut like that. You need like supplements you need things you need the food it can complement it but it's not going to heal it completely right so work with the right people for what you have if you're struggling to find a practitioner think of anybody that specializes in gut health will be of great help but most practitioners that are registered um, have studied for three or four years or more will be able to help you with this um, if you're struggling to find anybody Email us, admin at easywelly.com. Myself or my assistant will be more than happy to send recommendation. Et voila, let me recap what we talked about, just in case you're taking notes. We talked about allergy, the process, how it happens, the your immune system get triggered by this foreign body, foreign antigen, allergen that enters the body and it orders your mast cells to release histamine and you experience sneezing, itching, shortness of, of, of breath. And first thing people tend to do is go to antihistamine to basically bind into the histamine receptor so it stops releasing the histamine. As I said, not a great one. It might impact your ovulation, so be mindful of that and also you're not addressing the root cause if you're struggling also with any other food allergies eczema asthma and anything gut related that means you need to look at rebalancing your gut and addressing any dysbiosis that may be happening the five tips are number one your diet your nutrition is to incorporate antihistamine and low inflammatory food loads of veg loads of fruit all of those are rich in vitamin C or anti-inflammatory, so the ginger, the turmeric, but also the antihistamine with watercress, nettle. Then think about investing in good quality supplement, quercetin, vitamin D, propolis, go natural with herbs, work with a herbalist if you can, nettle, plantain leaves. Baldwin's a great website, um, a lot of herbalists use that. Go check it out, B-A-L-D-W-I-N-S, so Baldwin's. Number four, daily habits. Make sure you reduce your exposure to the allergen. And number five, 
do work on your gut anticipate and work on your gut and your immune systems all throughout the year all through the winter so when comes summer and spring you can enjoy and not be there just like struggling and sneezing all the time et voilà for today's episode let me know if this was helpful you can send me a dm on instagram you can email me uh, if you need any other support admin at easywelly.com don't forget to leave a review i'll appreciate that so so much thank you thank you thank you and i'll see you in the next episode